And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague, week 49, and the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian and writer who loves having a baby, so he finally has someone to join him for tummy time. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer and co-creator of the new Fox comedy, The Great North, whose kink is thinking about what she'd do with those bare walls you have in your house. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here to celebrate Mardi Gras in quarantine by getting hammered and throwing beads at all his favorite female action figures. Not so fast, Cara Dune. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little punch keys. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. What is that word you just said? And it might be pouch key, but it is a carbohydrate. It's like a, a rich fried dough with uh, a fruit or custard filling and a powdered sugar topping. Uh, and it is eaten for punch key or pouch key day, which is a Polish holiday. First of all, it was sent in by Maureen Bozduman. And so then I had to go look it up. But where was uh, it sent in from? Oh, my God. Did I just start host? I just took this show over, didn't I? From someone else. Uh, it was sent in on Patreon. 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 Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you can go for weekly bonus episodes. Any question you have, even if it involves gossip, naming names, being petty, those are some of my favorite things. Uh, you can ask on one of the weekly bonus episodes and it will get answered. Uh, Zoom parties, the video of this right now, you could watch a video of me floundering and thinking, how is it that I do this intro every time? And yet it feels like it's the first time. I don't know. It's like I had a reset. Anyway, Punch Key Day. It's a Polish holiday. It is celebrated on Fat Tuesday. And I know more about it because I read more about it, but I've already forgotten. But anyway, in addition to all those things I mentioned, you can also suggest a carbohydrate and then I will call you that. And I might even include a backstory like today, which has gone <laughs> off seamlessly. I would like to say hello to my guest. Very, very excited for this show. David Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. Nice to be back. Good to nice see to all see of you. Nice to see you. It's been too long. Yeah. It is nice to see all of your faces. Same. Wendy Molyneux, hello. hello. Hi. Nice to see you as well. So there's, there, I have so much stuff to get into with both of you. I also need to say hello to Tony Thaxton. Hi. Record timing. I know. Usually I remember to say hi to you like at minute 38, but... I, I'm turn. I'm telling you, I'm I've reset. I've become a much bigger deal in your life. I can tell. <laughs> it's because you have a dog. <laughs> I mean, it's also because of you. But uh-huh. all right, sure. Yeah, move. Something along. about right. you lifting that chunky puppy up in the air when we were taking photos earlier just just made you loom larger in my psyche. Well, I thought it'd draw some more listeners if they see that photo and they see him in the photo. So you're welcome. Did you get him for social media? Yeah, what, isn't that why anybody does anything? Uh-oh. 
All right. Lots of stuff to get to. First of all, David, you are being bathed in a glowing, illuminating, radiant light. <laughs> Thank and, you. I didn't realize it was so so flattering. Thank you. Uh, Tony, Wendy, would you agree that we're seeing like a new, more taut version of David? I think you had some work done. <laughs> uh, he looks like he's halfway to heaven. <laughs> uh, he's up in the beam going up to see his lord celestial yeah. lighting mm-hmm. well that would that would just be dreamy i mean that's that's the goal right gang if you, so. if you were dead <laughs> yeah and on my way to see my hero i would love yeah. that. the lord yeah the lord yeah oh the lord the that lord one. our lord king of kings my personal lord also i don't know what you guys are into but that that's my guy um, so explain this writing again. This was what happened as he just turned this into an evangelical thing. <laughs> yeah, can I rap with you for a second here? <laughs> what are you doing this Sunday? Explain to us this lighting again. I know that you you said something about it, but I'm already forgetting. I've truly, it's uh, like I've had a hard reset. <laughs> I, uh, I did some stop motion and I needed to kind of light these little things of clay from the sides and and then I had these little clamp lamps up, and then as we were starting recording, I was like, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have more lighting. I feel like I'm always kind of shadowy, so I thought if I can light this clay up, why not attempt it on myself? And it's the reviews so far have, have led me to believe it was a good idea. Is there a wind vane twisting <laughs> in the background? <laughs> I'm hearing something too. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's, that's my somewhere. seat. Yeah, that's my seat. <gasps> Oh, I thought it, I thought maybe I was making it too, and I was like, "How am I making that?" <laughs> it so. just started doing it in the last day or two, so you know how that goes. Where you're like, "Oh, I, I changed my turn signal or whatever it is," and then you just you don't do it right away. Maybe you don't. Uh, that's what's happening here. As as yesterday after I got <laughs> off the chair, I was like, I "Need to oil that thing," and then I didn't. And now you're hearing. <laughs> I'll stop doing that because I'm sure it's driving Tony crazy. <laughs> well, Apologize it, it was to also the driving- listener as well. <laughs> Um, as you said that I was remembering, I think I have a turn signal light out, but it's been out for like 10 months. (laughs) It's one of those things where in the pandemic, it just doesn't like, doesn't seem to matter. Daniel hasn't driven his car in so long. I'm now worried that the battery isn't going to start. It won't. How, what, how long do you have on a battery? I don't know, but we have had to jumpstart one of our cars twice during the pandemic. (laughs) Now we drive it a couple times a week, but couple times a week. How do you come up with reasons to drive that often? Jeff goes to the ATM once mm. a week, usually. <laughs> and then another time he just goes, I'm going to drive the car around. Yeah. I guess, Is this yeah, to I like doesn't. have cash on hand to tip delivery people or something? Like why the ATM? Because we also pay for our, um, our child caregiver who has not worked in our home for 11 months. <laughs> We, of course, because we have stayed on salary, we've kept her on salary, but she doesn't work here until we're all vaccinated. So we pay her every week. <laughs> she's got a pretty sweet gig going during this pandemic. No, because I mean, she's just, it's just like us. I mean, she can't do her job right now. So yeah. she's worked with us for t- nine years. So we have kept her, you know, on her full salary and then we watch the kids, which I, it doesn't bother me at all because what are we going to do? I mean, we can't ask her to do something we wouldn't do. And also 
Like that's a, that's, we can't, we can't be like, what do you do every minute of the day when you're not in our home? Yeah. So the I would feel just the illness to- vector is very strong. If you don't know where someone's been or what they've been doing, yeah. she's an adult. She's allowed to live her life how she wants to. So, yeah. Yeah. She's out there living it up. No, I mean, I'm sure she's mostly staying <laughs> home, but it's really unfair for us to go like, and you can never ha- talk to anyone but us all year long. <laughs> like that doesn't feel fair. Were you so. tempted at all to just move her in? Because I know of people who have done that. No, because I don't like to have uh, um, other people in my house. <laughs> like I would slowly go insane if there were more people in my house than are already here. Like, like after I ha- have kids or stuff, people are like, oh, my mother-in-law is coming to stay or my mom's coming to stay. I'm like, no, no one in my house. Everyone out. <laughs> I used to be. I Before children, I used to be that kind of person. And now uh, I'm just like, the more the merrier, doing more stuff so that I can just take a nap. Come on in. I mean, obviously not right now during COVID. But right. I weirdly... It's sort of like when I go to a gynecologist appointment and mm, the ass- I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, That's too much information. <laughs> and I've had it happen where the assistant will come in through that little like half curtain thing before I'm fully have my gown on and before I'm sitting down. She's like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, I, I do not care anymore. Well, you're that about to show them your full vag. Right. At the gynecologist. <laughs> so- yeah. The fact that they would apologize for coming in too early. It's like. You're about to go up there. Right. Don't Uh apologize. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need to. I mean, I appreciate it, but it's not like I need to psych myself up to like show it all. Like I don't even the gown is just perfunctory at this point. Before children, I was a little bit different. This Um, might be a just me or everyone, but any situation I feel like I've ever been put in where just change into this and then we'll knock or, or, or just let us know when you're ready. I feel like the window they give me is disproportionately long where I'm yes, sitting as there as if in the you gown. have no idea how to remove your clothes. I, exactly. The idea that you're in that there with a cut- tiny pair of scissors cutting them off. <laughs> so to hear that you didn't someone know how is to get like, them off your body. I'm still working at it. I mean, what is, how do buttons work? I just feel Please like. Please come in, help me. <laughs> get, get in here. It's around my neck. Is that normal? Why did you leave? I don't know what the things on my legs are. Are these two these big itch. snakes that are eating it? There's a python on each leg that's moving its way up towards my face <laughs> and met in the middle. And I need them off of me. How do I, how do, I do that? Do I charm these snakes? I'd like do I them. charm the pythons off my body? <laughs> yeah, the idea of being startled early is just foreign to me. I, I I find that so odd that it's habitually happening where you're like, I'm not ready yet. What, what's their uh, deal over there? Honestly, I think probably I was fucking around on my phone and ju- because I'm so laissez-faire about it, I just, di- I just didn't, I didn't get the snakes off me fast <laughs> enough. I was probably in the middle of doing something. And then I don't know exactly. Here's the weird thing, though. In that situation, like like I said, I have no modesty. I don't care. And yet, every single time, and I did, you know, fertility treatment, so, and I'm lumping that in. So that's kind of the same thing. I take my snakes off, and by that I mean pants, and then I put them on a chair, and then I take my underwear off, and then I tuck my underwear into my pants, and then I roll it up so they don't <laughs> see my underwear. It's the so weird. The percentage of underwears that people in those positions see – must baffle them. 
Because people hide it in their shoes. I've I, done that before. I roll it up like you. Like, they can't see my underwear. What will they I think? Don't, I don't know. I, realize, I know. I just realized I don't hide the underwear, but I have to fold it so the crotch is invisible. <laughs> they're going to be like, does it have a crotch or not? Maybe I, just, I want them to think I'm wild and maybe it doesn't even have one. Maybe that's what it is. But I Tony, feel like the crotch part is so embarrassing, but the rest of it's fine. It's just like a hanky. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Mine presentable. just mine is just a hundred percent crotch all around. Oh yeah, you got a full crotch. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite of crotchless. It's a hundred percent crotch. They take the crotch area and just spread it out. That's right. It's the donut hole of underwear. Yeah. Um, Tony, do you hide anything when you go to the doctor? I don't think so because it, it. I feel like it's just like it, they've seen everything. Whatever. I feel like is it just a pile? It's just like you threw the clothes on the ground next to if it were like a hamper there. No I, I, organization whatsoever. I I can't even like remember the last time I had to do something that elaborate, to be fair. Uh, elaborate. But if so, yeah, probably. It's just kind of like laying somewhere kind of next to me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry for the very unexciting It'd answer. be fun if just you laid truth. down and then put it over you as if it was still off. <laughs> and then they came in and then you were like, surprise. And it just like, and brushed it off. And it wasn't on you. But you, yes. like, what a fun prank. Next time. Yeah, that is a fun one. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Why wouldn't we all try that? I'm going to try it next time. Feel free to remove any of these you need. But if you don't, I'd love to keep them where they are. And just see how they proceed. <laughs> right, like a massage. Yeah. But no, I mean, that's a weird word to use in this situation, but like they can slide the underwear over when they need to do that part and yeah. the other parts, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Wendy, yeah, I was all me. excited for the debut mm-hmm. of The Great North, the new show that you co created on Fox, but then. Tell us what happened. Well, well actually, let me tell you, first, the whole thing has been wild. Okay. Because usually they premiere the pilot of a show, the first episode. Yes. But in December, we started hearing rumblings that what they'd like to do, and this was a good thing for sure, but what they'd like to do is put the pilot on. If, they, if it turned out they had football games that were going to be big games, they could put our show on. And another new pilot they had directly after these football games. So what that translated to is like the pilot actually started on January 3rd with the pilot. But they didn't call it the premiere. They called it a preview. Mm. So the first episode was then. And then two weeks later on the 17th, they put on the second episode. But that was also not the premiere. They called it a preview. And they were like, your premiere is on Valentine's Day. Over and over and over again. Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day. So cut to last night like an hour before. And they've, I mean, there's billboards all over. It's on every piece of advertising. NASCAR, which had started at like two o'clock in the afternoon or something, was rained out. But then they like blow dry, blow dry the track. I didn't watch it, but I'm assuming it was like a lot of people with blow dryers <laughs> out there on the track, just like going nuts. Like when you spill something on your dress right before you have to leave the house. <laughs> and they preempted the entire night of animation, just took it off. And then they NASCAR'd it up until like midnight. And, and so, so we were, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, I love NASCAR. I'm a real, 
Motorhead. So you're probably torn because you'd love it so much. Yeah. So I was like, this is fine. I didn't even want to see my stupid show. (laughs) Um, So now it will, the third episode, which is still called the premiere, but has now been pushed even off its premiere night, will air on February 21st, I want to say. So, oh, so that's the third episode. I thought they were the starting episode. with the pilot No, they're not going to start again. over again. No, no. It will be the third episode, and then it will be on Hulu the next day. But it's just kind of weird. Like, there was all this run-up, and then they were just like, we're just not going to do it. It was so strange. It was like a wedding getting canceled. or It like, had that feeling <laughs> just like, oh, I didn't even know you could not do it. <laughs> Right. Like once you've paid for everything, like just do it and then get a divorce. <laughs> like <laughs> just that's terrible advice. Don't do that. If you're listening and you want to cancel your wedding, cancel your wedding. But um yeah, no, it was very weird. The whole thing was weird. But we'll air next week and then hopefully for the rest of our lives. I so. was disappointed, but I was slightly relieved because I like got it all set up on my TV to watch. Mm-hmm. And was trying to, you know, I could, I wasn't even, I wasn't sure that she, I wasn't sure where Fox was. Um, and then I found it and then it was NASCAR. And then I thought I, mm-hmm. um, I flashed forward to today when you talked about how great it went last night. And then I didn't know whether to admit to you that all I could find was cars. I don't know how I somehow <laughs> botched this because most of the stuff I'm watching is just on demand at this point. I don't of watch course. a lot of live TV. So I was like, yes. oh my God, I forgot how to do it. So I was actually like, thank God this wasn't embarrassing user error. No. And even if you can never find it, it always goes on Hulu 24 hours later. So it is kind of streaming too, but yeah, yeah it's just very weird. And I felt bad because like, and also it was like, you know, cause we co-wrote the pilot and then we, we actually moved our episode that we wrote because it felt too similar to the pilot that mm-hmm. a couple of elements. So we moved it into the fourth slot. So we had like a writer who was all jazzed up, was going to watch it with his like, wife and I think some members of her family that they're quarantined with. And I was just like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, we didn't know. How would we know about NASCAR? Do you get like a personalized message from or do you find out like everyone else? No, we I mean, the executive uh, from Fox emailed us to be like, this is probably getting delayed. And then they're like, but maybe it won't. And then they're like, but it will. It is. Bye. (laughs) Like So... I liked your tweet about <laughs> how it was weather. Is it raining cars? Well, because <laughs> they, they said, said it was weather. In the tweet, like we've been delayed due to weather, and it's like, no, we didn't get delayed due to weather. <laughs> we got delayed due to cars. That's different. So I have a question for you guys. You know how, in the course of um, buying stuff, or especially buying anything online, but also in person too, even though it's been forever since I've done that, you're asked for your phone number frequently. You have to give your phone number. Um, I am wondering if you guys give your real phone number because I grew up with parents who never gave our real phone number unless it was like to someone who you're expecting a call from. Anytime a store or business wanted the number, they would give a fake number. I There's even a specific fake number that, that I have memorized. Um, and I just didn't like the dishonest, even though I understood, I didn't like the dishonesty of that. So my thing has always been like, you know what, fine, I'm just going to give my number. Um, cause I don't want to have to think of a fake number and I don't want to, ha- I just don't want to have to go through that whole thing. I'll just give my number. And thus 
I am just besieged with spam calls, which I think every, almost everyone is except my parents. Um, although maybe they are too at this point. I don't know. But anyway, what do you guys do? I usually... I give off a, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Oh, no. I was just going to say I... I usually will just put my phone number. For some reason, I feel like the main time I don't, and I don't know why this is the one that I draw the line for, is like sometimes like when I've been on tour, if I'm like somewhere and I need it, like especially in other countries, like sometimes the internet can be hard to get and there's a place that will have internet, but you have to sign up for a thing and that's when I'll put some fake information in. Uh, but for some reason, if I've like ordered something or whatever, I'll give my phone number because then it feels like, well, maybe... Maybe there's a chance they'll they'll need to contact me if something's wrong mm-hmm. with the order or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like for shipping, right? Yeah. They, like it is actually handy. Yeah, that's my thinking. Yeah, if they're delivering something and they can send you a picture or like a a text uh, right. of the delivery on your porch. And before we get too deep into this, I want to add that the first two episodes were fantastic of the great North. Oh, so, thank you. You're nice. Yeah. They're no, they're very good. And so anyone listening, if hopefully everyone was tuned in last night, ready to go and, and very disappointed like we are, but if you missed I hope it, you were all disappointed. Yeah. Ideally everyone's very disappointed. today. <laughs> I could not get out of bed today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rough. And with the phone number thing, I th- I'd like to. I think I give off an energy of someone that's like, I'm not doing that shit. Because mostly clerks or people at cashiers go, um, "Are you a blah 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 member?" In certain places, I am, and I give it to them. In other places, I go, "No." And I think they <laughs> instantly get like, "This guy sees through the bullshit." Because they'll like, they'll give a kind of a nod of, "Okay," and that's it. Like they, <laughs> they're sort of a knowing, like you're not, you you got it, and yet. I'm always perplexed that there is any data of ours to still sell. They have all of it. All the apps have like they, something you've never entered your phone number into will be like, hey, just as a safeguard, do you want to add this phone number to this account? And it's your phone number. And you're like, That's, no, I don't think so. You're not getting my info <laughs> that you already have. Makes right. no sense. Yeah, I never used to give my phone number in person because I knew there was no reason. I give it on anything I'm ordering online because I figured they might have to send a text or call if it, the delivery doesn't work out or something. But <laughs> yeah, in person I wouldn't give it, but only because it was just like annoying. But would because I would just be I would go why, and yeah. then they would say, "Oh, we're just supposed to ask for it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." No, <laughs> just because it was annoying. Like, I don't care if they had it, but it was just like, you don't need that. This is just to sell my data. But I remember, yeah, like you're saying, everyone has all of our data. The ship has sailed. Yeah, it's well gone. There's no, you're not hiding out from anybody at this point. And I think it was like five years ago, there was this kid who was just trying to do his job. And I think he just thought it was mandatory. And so I had to really stand up for myself when he kept going, ah, we, we just need the phone number. And I was like, I don't think you do. And he kept being like, um, I can't, I go, you absolutely can purchase, like complete this purchase without yeah, my phone number. I can buy a book from Barnes & Noble <laughs> yeah. without you having my phone number to like follow up yeah. on whether I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with the guy? He'd be he'd, like, he just, it was one of those things where 
you know, it'd be like sitting in a car. It's not going. It won't go. You're like, if you hit the gas pedal, it'll go. And he just kind of looked down and went, oh, and then completed the purchase. He was just so caught up in like, these are the steps of how we want you. We want every customer's phone number. We want to be able to like get in touch with them and market mm-hmm. to them if, if possible. So he was just, I think, new and kind of had the jitters. And then once he realized like, oh yeah, I can just hit skip or bypass or whatever. So but it ended he, up being- he- Quit and became a murderer though, because David <laughs> pushed him over the edge. I look, I made my decision. Was it worth I, it, David? No, I had to read all about this grisly crime. I felt awful. He's known uh, as I'll, the beast of the bookstore. Because <laughs> he quit the bookstore and that night he went out and did a bunch of murders. So Yeah. And then he got named the Beast of the Bookstore. Yeah. Which you've all heard of. He wasn't at mm. the bookstore anymore, but because he had recently come from there. <laughs> He was named that. Yeah. Daniel they weren't wanted to looking for, for him. They didn't, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have his name until he was arrested. So he was one of those murderers that gained his name after he was already incarcerated. So yeah. it never got much traction. You know, normally you open yeah. the paper. Oh, we're looking for the uh, garden hose killer. But this wasn't one of those. Yeah. Before that, well, he was the sneaky stabber. And then when he got arrested and they found out where he'd been, he was the beast of the bookstore. So He really stepped up. Going from the sneaky stabber, no one's intimidated. Yeah, because he thought that's why the they bookstore. didn't catch him for so long because everyone thought it was cute. <laughs> like they were like, there's a lot of people dead, but it's like cute because he would like kind of sneak on his tiptoes and then he would even go like that. So it just seemed kind of fun. Right. Yeah, because he only got the name because someone survived. I remember she was like, yeah, I turned around and he was just there like, eeps! And then he dropped the <laughs> knife and with yeah. his knees all crooked, did that yeah. cool like, I remember Gargamel she runaway. said, didn't she say she was downright delighted? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the exact quote. I remember it having an alliteration. Downright delighted sounds yeah. right. Yeah, she was like, I just love stuff like the Magic Castle, Harry Potter, and so getting... Almost dead, but a sneaky stabber was a thrill for me, she said, yeah. I remember. Yep. Well, so then why, after arresting, did they change his name? Is it like when they processed him, they found out he used to work at a bookstore? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why. Because they knew he was... come from the bookstore that, that afternoon, <laughs> afternoon that he decided to start doing killings. I have a friend that was only uh, like at sergeant at that point, but still like getting into some of the detective rooms. And they had thrown out the idea of the bookstore butcher. And so mm. I had every time we hung out, I had to hear about how disappointed they were that they had chosen Beast of the Bookstore. Because he was just like, nothing makes sense about that. He was butchering people. He's not – I mean that makes him, by virtue of that, a beast. But he wasn't like a werewolf or something. I guess it's beastly to do murders. True. Wendy. You know, go either way there. (laughs) Yeah, that was weird how you were on the fence about murders. (laughs) No, I meant the the names. You could go either way on – about the murders you can go either way on that it sounds no, to me like no. you're not agreeing that but but it sounds david like agreeing that murder is beastly is a bridge too far for you oh i'll agree it's definitely beastly i just think books bookstore butcher would have been better and i'm just defending my friend who you know was in the naming party for this particular series of crimes <laughs> Ooh, the naming party right yeah and that they had to like go around and do like a blind like they had to cover their eyes and hold up a one or a two 
And uh, no one for sure knows if the results were accurate or if it was just the lieutenant who said, like, look, we're going with Beast of the Bookstore. But it's neither here nor there. What I heard was they decided against it because there was a kindly butcher who loved to go to the bookstore. And he <laughs> was known as the bookstore butcher. You oh, could see him, like, near the sense. coffee. Like, he would go, he'd, like, get a book, sit down, have a little cup of coffee, but he'd still be in his bloody apron. And so yeah, known even though he wasn't doing anything wrong as the bookstore butcher. Yeah, I remember seeing that guy. I didn't know that story, but I remember seeing him in there like wiping his hands, like, "I'm just here mm-hmm. for the books, just for the books." And he was yeah. just, but his apron was really filthy. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't. He was like, he only had a certain amount of time on his break, and he liked to spend it there, so he wouldn't spend the time taking off his apron. Oh, that makes sense. Well, that makes me feel better. Then I have to tell my friend that that I did yeah. see that guy there. Yeah, so I hope he's doing well now that he has to be, at, you know, during the pandemic. Yeah, how maybe are butchers faring during this? Maybe I, yeah, curbside. Maybe. Ooh, maybe he could come to your front yard, chop up some meat, you know, and then move along, just right there for you. You want Ho- that? I think that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. They they hoist up some sort of rack of something and slice it up in my front yard, wrap it in that cool white paper throw it up on my porch, drive away. Do it, Maybe you know. he could be like your mobile butcher and he could drive a refrigerated truck that with like big meat hooks that, you know, and then that hang all the meat from it. And then as they drive, it would swing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Rocky's in there punching him up and all this. <laughs> Listen, like he would get oh, arrested all the time on suspicion of murder. He's going around <laughs> chopping up bloody meats in people's front yard. <laughs> And so then he would really, he'd wind up in with Sneaky Stabber. Anyway, Allison, you want to move on. And I think think you're right. No, I think you're right that he, it's a high risk job. Mm -hmm. Also driving around with all those knives if you stop short. But listen, that's, there's something else I want to tell you guys about. And it's Brooklinen. How's your comforter these days? A lot like you, maybe a little lumpy, maybe a little deflated, no longer has the same fluff it used to. Look, that I'm not trying to besmirch you guys. I myself have pandemic fatigue and I feel mushy and deflated. It's time for a refresh with Brooklinen. Brooklinen creates beautiful, high-quality bedding and home essentials. They work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price, no middlemen, no markups. Listen to this. At this point, I sleep on Brooklinen sheets. I have a Brooklinen duvet. I now have a Brooklinen comforter in itself, like the insert. Super fluffy, super cozy, and I have Brooklinen towels. I'm living a Brooklyn in life. And and there's even more stuff of the Oh, hello. This is my Brooklyn in candle. Hello. People, some people who people who are seeing the video can see that. I just smelled it and I feel refreshed. Um Brooklyn and comforters pair perfectly with their sheets, pillow. Oh, I need Brooklyn and pillows and duvet covers. Um yeah, I'm just I'm super duper into Brooklyn and this stuff is so well made and is so comfortable. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Brooklyn and's comforter collection. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code BFF to get $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's Brooklyn and B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code BFF for $25 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com promo code B 
BFF. I also want to tell you guys about Rothy's super comfortable shoes. You can wear them straight out of the box uh, and you won't get blisters. You can wash them in the washing machine. They're made out of recycled water bottles. And you might think, well, that sounds crunchy, but they're not. No, it's like soft yet strong fabric, super stylish. Our friend and friend of the show, Jackie Johnson, wears them all the time. And I think she might have even gotten married in them. We'll find out next week when she comes on. We've got to talk about her wedding. I went to a Zoom wedding yesterday. It was magical. Make your mark in the new year with comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Uh, they're available in a range of styles and come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. CNN says Rothy's are the comfiest slip-on shoe I've ever owned, period. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash Allison. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Allison. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Allison today. So yes, Tony and I separately attended a Zoom wedding yesterday. Now, I just showed up in braless in a t-shirt, no makeup, didn't even have my eyebrows filled in because... I figured I'm not going to have my camera on. I'm, it's just a one-way viewing kind of thing. And then, lo and behold, all the other guests were like Tony was wearing a tie. He was dressed up. A lot of people were dressed up. Um, I didn't realize that's how it was going to work. However, something about attending a Zoom wedding that way with a whole bunch of people dressed up like in their in their little boxes on there made it feel like a communal thing. Have you guys gone to any Zoom weddings during this? No. Not that I was invited to. I'm crashing them. <laughs> Did you dress up? I just so look around on Zoom <laughs> till I find something. And then I get in there and I object. It- <laughs> People love it. People love it. It's I very bet. fun. You always I- object, exclusively object? Yeah, I always object when they get there. In the chat room, I haven't, I haven't been. Yeah, I just put it in chat. I put my, <laughs> my lengthy objection in chat. And no, I haven't been to any Zoom weddings at all. I was surprised. And again, this might be a little bit of retread. We might get into this a little bit next week too. But um, I was surprised at how much it really felt like you were attending a real wedding. It'll be interesting to find out how it felt for the people getting married you know, because there was like, it was just the couple and I think her witness, who was her sister, and then the like photographer and the person marrying them. It was, you know, very, co- very, no one was there because of COVID. So right. it was just them. And, but then like a whole bunch of people watching on Zoom. What did you think, Tony? Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, I, it was, it was very nice, but it was definitely strange. Uh, I mean, I don't, not, because of what they did just like that was that was the first one i've gone to um and yeah it was weird and i did i really didn't know what i think i was you and i were texting last night i was i said that i really didn't know if i was supposed to have my camera on if other people were gonna dress up so i thought i'm gonna just play it safe and kind of like kind of dress up i figured that was safe I'd, i'd feel better dressing up and then no one else dressing up than the opposite so i just kind of dressed up and uh and then i saw like most people had their camera on but not everybody i know yeah so i uh, was it it didn't even occur to me to dress up and be presentable that's how much i thought it wasn't going to be a cameras off affair yeah now i know looking on the invitation to see if it said anything at all i think there was one that said something about like 
hey, at least you don't have to wear pants. And I was like, <laughs> now are they like, take it like, is that a comment saying you don't have to dress up? Or is that saying like, you just don't have to put pants on? You, we still want you to be dressed up on the top. Mm. I didn't know. So I just played it safe. Did you shower before? Of course. Okay. Oh, I forgot. You're Mr. Tony takes a shower first thing every morning. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. I took one today yeah. after, I think, four days. Because I was going <laughs> to be on this podcast. And I wanted to have fresh hair. Well, you're, I mean, For your, your hair Patreon is listeners. beautiful. You're the, yeah, but they can swish it around. Let them let them get a sense of the volume we're talking about, the style. I didn't Wendy, even blow dry. Just let it air dry. But, but Zoom is hiding my crispy gray hair. For some reason, I'm on Jeff's computer and the color enhancement is much better than on my computer. You can't see how gray it is. Yeah, also, I really can't. It is modeled. Like, this is a lie. This whole situation is a lie. I look one half. If I walked by you one second after getting off of this Zoom, you would be like, "That's not." It, I've never seen that person in my life. It's the. It's, it's probably. It's probably the enhance your appearance feature on Absolutely Zoom, which is. is like yes. Yeah. Um, I took a shower today as well, and Ooh. thank you. I laid there, lie there, lay there. I don't know. In the shower? (laughs) No, before I got in the shower, on my bed. Just stand. I couldn't. Okay. You're going to drown in there. I'm going to back up and I'm going to reveal something I've been doing. Okay. Are you guys aware of something called the five-minute journal? Um, A listener, and if it was someone who's listening now, get in touch and let me know it was you because someone sent two of them to me like four years ago and I don't know who it was and they just sat there in the corner for the longest time and then recently I found it and I hope that doesn't make it sound like I don't appreciate things that are sent. I do. I'm just saying I didn't didn't dive into the journal. Um, And so it, it has a series of prompts and you're supposed to do it for five minutes every morning and for five minutes every evening. Um, and there's a whole, like they, uh, anyway, one of the things, like you, you set your, you know, three things you're grateful for in the morning, um, three things that would make your day great. And then your affirmations. Um, and so I, and here's the part that's embarrassing to admit each of my affirmations, <laughs> which I, I, I really haven't like, this is like my third day doing it. My life hasn't changed yet, but I keep writing like some variation on like, there's like a few things I put, like I'm a good mom, I'm a, I'm a da da da, I'm an effective person. For some reason, it like is really important to me right now to think of myself as an effective person because instead of just walking straight into the bathroom and taking a shower when I knew I needed to take a shower, I took a detour, flopped onto my bed and fucked around on my phone for 40 minutes the entire time thinking, just take a shower. Just get in the shower. Just take a shower. Like it became uncomfortable to avoid the shower because I needed to pee and I, and yet I couldn't make myself do it. It was the opposite of being an effective person. I don't know. I'm why. crazy. It's that, but it's also like there is just a force field around the shower that repels me, even though I enjoy being clean. Wendy, if it took you four days to shower, you know what I'm talking about. I hate taking showers. I don't know why. I hate it. Even in real life, I hate showers. Um, I like to be clean, but I hate. Mm-hmm. But I also hate any sort of self care or grooming. To be honest with you, I would be great living in the woods by myself. 
myself and never bathing, touching my hair, doing my nails. I'm a monster. I think maybe I'm just, and I should probably include this in an affirmation, I'm just possibly the laziest person in the world. And I don't like to have to do anything that involves moving. <laughs> moving. <laughs> I've hit that point in the pandemic. Just go, but, girl. <laughs> but I also, there, I had the... I had the instinct toward it prior to the pandemic. Like I just truly don't like moving my body and I do exercise every day, but, and actually that's not, it's not, I don't have trouble making myself do that. That's just habit. No, I like to exercise. Exercise like feels productive though. Like, yeah. Things like showering or painting my nail. I don't know. I just showering is real. It's groundhog day. I don't know like, why oh, I this again. It. I know it only takes five minutes, but I hate it. I don't like to be, I like to swim, but I hate to be wet after a shower. Nothing makes sense. What's happening to us? <laughs> you are a quandary wrapped in a conundrum and a paradox. I literally enjoy showers. You enjoy them? Yeah. Like I, I, I have been sense. known to take them for something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would think as a lazy person, the shower is the ultimate remedy. You just stand there bathed in warm water and under the guise that you're being productive. It's yeah. the greatest. Especially if it's can like stand a colder there. day and like get a nice hot shower. Yeah. Your yeah. male privilege is showing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's the thing. Let's say I'm going to take a shower, but I'm not going to wash my hair. Well, then I've got to wrap it in this turban thing that I put my hair in. And then I put a shower cap on top of that. The turban thing, I think it's called the twisty. And by the way, I, it's, it's life changing and it's Girl, in my Amazon you forget shop. who you're talking to, woman. <laughs> I had the long hair. This is the oh, yeah. male privilege. I, oh, yeah, and so- I, and I didn't want to wash it all the time. I would do right. like, I just bunch it up and then just be deftly maneuver in there to keep the, the water off of it. Yeah. But also there's leg shaving that happens. There's armpit shaving. So there's the shaving that happens. But if I'm going to wash my hair, which to really feel clean, I need to do that. Then there's all the rigmarole after I get out. Not all of us are blessed like Wendy to just be able to air dry and look stylish. But these are all choices. But Allison, this doesn't look good. You're re- you're forgetting that this is <laughs> all an illusion. Maybe, but it seems like Trust it looks me, good. Trust me, in person that looks really crispy and weird. Um, I should I take an actual picture and send it to you to post what I really look like. But I feel like at this point, this is very um, Portrait of Dorian Gray, which I haven't read, so I hope that I'm making the correct uh, reference here. In that, yes, in real life, none of us look as good as we do in these small boxes, but at this rate, does it matter? Hmm. I mean, if if you have a painting up in the attic, yeah, because it's <laughs> pretty jarring when people... <laughs> to see you at a live show or something like oh ha so no i'm just my live show is just going to be a big projector projecting what you guys are seeing right now (laughs) from now on um can i tell you guys what follows me around though in life that really the sort of the opposite thing has happened to me though that like every once in a while lizzie and i get some publicity for something that we've done which i don't enjoy that much but is part of the job and we went to an event probably like four or five years ago where the worst picture ever taken of me (laughs) was taken. I mean, and I am no beauty, but this picture is fucking beyond. It is (laughs) terrible. I mean, it makes me look 50% worse than I actually look worst picture of me ever taken. 
it is posted with every accomplishment I ever make in my life. <laughs> of course. And I'm sorry. it just, I know it, it just, I, it, I used to literally cry about it because it's like oh. the internet and I am afraid of being made fun of for being fat. And so like when it would go up, I was like, I look much fatter than I really am. And like, I try to be a proud person now and be body positive and be like, I'm fat and it's okay. And like all bodies are different and all that stuff. But this picture just is so bad that it would make me really upset, like just bracing to be made fun of every single time it went up. And I did get made fun of a couple of times. So it's like, I can't like what we're all doing now, like trying to hide how we look on zoom and everyone takes a selfie and you do a high angle. It's like, I cannot do it because every picture of me on the, everything ever posted about me on the internet. And I'm lucky that anyone cares enough about me to post anything on the internet and that I've had any success. But the fact that it's that picture every time I'm just like, okay, this is a good lesson of how to like, just forget about this kind of thing. Like you just have to like, let it go, Wendy, (laughs) but it's still every single time. It went up several times last week because the show was premiering and I'm just like, this is bonkers, but like, I don't know. It just, I guess that's just what's happening to me. (laughs) So it's wild. But I mean, I'll have to send you the I need to see this photo now. I'm gonna. I'm pulling. I need it up. to see. Th- no, I know it'll ruin my day. No, <laughs> it has a lot of power over me. I'm not pulling it up right now because I don't. Did want you to try to it. get? Did you try to get them to use a different photo? No, I think it's because it's the only like canonical picture of my sister and I on the internet. Oh, and so Is it like Getty they don't images. Yes, it's Getty Images because we went to a Writers Guild event where we were on a panel. And so it is like the worst picture. And it's just, I don't know, every single time it's the only picture of us. And it's the only thing people post. And I'm just like, it's worn me down over the course of like four years. So I'm just like, here comes the picture again. Yep, there's the what picture. Is, what does Lizzie say about it? I mean, it's not her fault. I mean, she looks fine in it. No, she's but I mean, does she, she fine. does she concur with? No, she knows. Like, you, <laughs> the picture is bad enough that she knows. Like, she knows it's a very bad picture of me and that there's nothing that we can do about it. So, yeah. Those uh, red carpet things, you know, or I didn't, they're called step and turns, which I did not know. And I, I had to do one once and I, they like send you through in groups. So they send you through in like a wave, like, okay, you're behind this show and they're going to go. Oddly, the group in front of me, a girl pulled her boob out to try to drum up some publicity. It was oh. so bizarre to see. I was like, is anyone going to have done that? <laughs> and no one cared. People were just snapping photos. No one cared. It was just, I guess, so common. But I realized there were some photos that came out of that that I that I I realized why people tune everything out and they just stand in these like to to not know the cameras are there and just look over and see a human being going. Mm-hmm. It's what? so weird. It's so bizarre. And yet when there are cameras there, you're like, oh, I get it. They're just posing to give every camera from every angle a decent look, which I thought was hideous. So I just went through it, like just doing my thing. And you don't realize like when you're just doing minor movements or if someone you know says your name and you look over how bizarre it looks, how some of the photos you're just like and things like that. <laughs> it was so weird. So I, I'm, I'm more understanding now of uh, photos that reflect – people's you know what they see back to them way worse because i didn't understand i used to think that was just such a vanity thing to stand there and like just pose endlessly but i get it like if you get a photo that haunts you it's miserable 
And then the other, then my alumni magazine did, took pictures of me when I was nine months pregnant and decided to use this really bad one. And I said, I was like, could you not use that one? Could I see them? Is there a better one? He's like, no, I'm going to use this one because it makes you look like a cartoon character. Like, <laughs> oh my okay. God. Like, and now I would have said something like for some reason in the last year and a half, I've become better at just sort of like telling people no about stuff or whatever. I would have said like, well, no, I would like a nice picture of myself. Thank you. Or whatever. Like I should have said something, but like, I was still like kind of going like, okay, sure. At that point, <laughs> maybe I do still do that, but I think I'm a little better, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, that's my history of photographs and me. It can't get t- any worse is what is my motto. <laughs> I, uh, had to do an EPK and I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was like some sort of industrial thing for behind the scenes, like sharing material of the show. And so I went with one of the producers. Electric press kit, electronic press, electronic press kit. Yeah. No one like prepped me and I should know, I should have just Googled or something, but I just was under the guise that it was something totally different. And one of the producers and I, this is when I hosted the sci-fi show, went to this just bizarre like storage area in Burbank where they had a beautiful setup with photography things, but no one there was fun. The, the, there was a woman representing the channel and she was very businessy. And so me and this dude are just kind of laughing at like how ridiculous this scenario is like, stand like this, stand like this. And I started joking around with him of like, you know, old school eighties TV poses. <laughs> and then of course those got taken and were like yeah. shared. And I felt yeah. so ridiculous. Like, ah, oh, what the fuck? How did I not realize that was a real photo shoot? I just thought it was for something totally different. So yeah, I know what it's like to be haunted by photos. <laughs> yeah. You do start to understand why people in the public eye be become really controlling about their image and their message as someone who was a writer before a writer who would cover people in the public eye before I was ever not that I'm like in the not that I'm like one of them now but I'm I'm more I do stuff that's more like that now than I used to I used to but as someone who would cover it I never quite understood the distrust of the media and the like just the cynicism and just that sort of the the acrimony between talent and media. And then now I get it so much more because it's like, you can be agreeable, but then there's going to be a photo of you looking like a cartoon character that's going to haunt you to the rest of your days. Just one photo shoot story. I fear this is not relatable, but maybe it is. Um, so I, uh, I, I was put on the cover of um, a magazine and or I was like one of four people. They were like four collector's issue covers of this this weekly. And I was one of them. Horny um, Trucks, it was, right? What did you say? Horny Trucks Weekly. <laughs> Horny Trucks Weekly. <laughs> yeah, yes. I remember that. Because I was subs- I subscribed, but you and I weren't in touch at the time. And then I got I my Horny Trucks. And I was like, Allison. I know. Great. <laughs> That's how we got was, back in it touch. It was all my interests all together. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's trucks that are aroused. It's just one of those things where it's just like hot women and trucks, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, hey, are you horny? Do you like trucks? Yeah. And there's Allison. (laughs) Yeah, there I am. With like my big sunglasses. It was, er (laughs) you know, from the, from my logo and stuff. From her logo. Yeah. But nothing else. Go on with your story. But nothing else. I could go on about horny trucks (laughs) for the rest of the show. Did you know that that shot from horny trucks made it into the horny trucks, 12 months of horny trucks? magazine of course i, I mean know with calendar 
Of course you have it. I have that calendar still. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And also it's in the page a day calendar. 365 days of horny trucks. But anyway, so um, the photographer came and he said something like, I saw some other pictures of you online. Seems like you like often do the, the glam thing. So, or something like that, which I didn't put it together at the time, but I think he was like, she has a lot of photos of herself looking glam. Let's do something different. Um, To which I say, no, I wish I had said no. Instead, I just went along with everything. And he was just like having me do all these poses, like, like, do like the biggest laugh you can. So it's like this photo of me with like my face just like 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 a Martin Downey Jr. style or like just like I feel I mean I can see the artist the artistry behind it of like look at these people like you've never seen them before you know and it's just like my jaw is just pulled back and my lips are curled back and it's but I and I remember at the time thinking like my upper lip is like stuck to my gums I feel uncomfortable <laughs> um and that's and I and I detest that photo that they used. So I get where you guys are coming from. Um, I'm sorry to add on to photo talk, but I have a very similar story. Okay. And then I ran into this girl a couple years after this photo was taken that I didn't care for. And she goes, oh, yeah, I took this photography class at the University of Texas. And this photo of you was used repeatedly. And it was that photo that I hated. The photographer taught a class and used it as like an example. The thought of of that really was chilling to me. But example of what do you think? Lens, you know, like just different sort of like (laughs) cameras sort of tech stuff and how he shot it and probably talking through the process. And I remember him using a lot of words like just devolve. And I was like, (laughs) what? It was so bizarre. He'd be like, go up on your tiptoes and then just (sighs) things like that. It was so bizarre. Oh, no. Tony, what about all your Motion City soundtracking and other stuff? Stuff? Any photos that haunt you? I don't know that I would go so far as to say haunted, but I've definitely, I can definitely think of several scenarios where the photographer asks you to do something, and in your, he- and in your head you're like, I don't know, why are we doing this? This is stupid. But you just kind of go along with it, and then, of course, that's the one that gets used. So it's like nothing like terrible, but like in seeing it, you know, you kind of like roll your eyes and like, that's the one. Of course, that's the one. Yeah, the instinct is to trust the photographer because you want to be agreeable. Yeah. And and exactly. also like, you're like, yeah, none they, of us are professional. They know what they're doing. Right. And we none of us are professional models. No offense. Um, yeah. But then it's like, oh, I should have just yeah. done the thing that feels more like every other photo of myself that I like. But listen. I want to tell you guys about FIGS. FIGS celebrates the 100% awesome healthcare professionals by making scrubs they actually feel excited about wearing. Forget boxy, itchy cotton scrubs. FIGS are engineered with athletic apparel functionality and are also ridiculously soft and comfortable. Win, win, win. FIGS' mission is making sure healthcare professionals and also people who just want to buy scrubs and they have stuff that's not just exclusively scrubs. They have like hoodies with lots of pockets. And I almost bought a lab coat from them. Then I had to 
face the fact that I don't really need a lab coat, but I wanted one. Um, they make sure healthcare professionals have awesome scrubs so they can look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best. Join Figs in celebrating awesome healthcare professionals and give them the best scrubs in the world. So Figs has brought scrubs into the 21st century by creating scrubs with a focus on design, function, and comfort. Figs proprietary Fion X fabric with Silvader antimicrobial technology for odor control, fabric durability, and four-way stretch, moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and they're ridiculously soft and they have tons of pockets. So if you're one of the awesome humans who works in healthcare, Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15% off your first order. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone who is with the best scrubs in the world. Figs will give you 15% off too. Use code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. Head to wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter my code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. So again, wearfigs.com, best friend 15 at checkout. Get ready to love your scrubs. Okay, so David, you told Wendy and me, possibly Tony as well, that you had a, a dream about us. Yeah. Please, Phil, I need to hear more about this. Well, this is a life philosophy I follow in that if you have a dream about someone, assuming it's within bounds of decency, you have to tell them because in the off chance that they also had the same dream, Ooh. it offers the opportunity to determine what real life is and what sort of uh, thing we might be all existing in. So the dream was that you were having some sort of podcast Hang on recording. one second. Sure. Let me just digest that. So sure. what you're saying is if you dream about something, you have to tell them in case they also had the same dream, because if they did, that offers you a portal or a porthole almost a peep into what though the multiverse something like that it changes your you know you go from being a skeptic to someone's like i don't care what anyone tells me i saw a ghost you know it just happens instantly we're like your phenomena yeah the phenomenon like your paradigm that you understand and is you know is represented differently to you and has it ever happened to you no no, when I always days. tell people, I'm always yeah. like, I had this dream last night. And people are like, please stop texting me. But so <laughs> no one's ever excited, but I, I just think the chances are really good. One day it's going to happen. Yeah. And then it'll be nice. It'll be fun. And uh, maybe we'll be, we'll figure out, you know, the, every now and again, there's like uh, a story of someone who dreamed about where like a murder weapon is or something like that. There are these weird the little. The bookstore. That's how they got <laughs> the bookstore. Oh, the beast of the book. Yeah, p- people dreamed that it was. Uh, well, anyway, was- <laughs> <laughs> I'll go into this dream uh, that we were. You were recording your podcast, but you had you had. Which maybe this will be a thing in the future. You had this like communal sort of loft space, and it was cool. It was like open where you would film like a music video, maybe, mm. and it was outfitted with. It. Yeah, it was pretty neat, and then. In hindsight, it would be disastrous because people would want to interrupt and chime in. But the idea was that, like, you could not only be at the podcast taping, you could kind of be part of the 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 feel, the the mm. atmosphere. So everyone's just kind of sitting around in chairs, and then you're talking with no mics or anything. The room is mic'd up, and we started talking about Robin Hood. Prince of Thieves, and I in <laughs> both of you were like, oh, I haven't seen it, and I thought, oh, I, I cannot believe you haven't seen that. It would have been right in the, I think, around when you guys knew each other, if like first met. It might have been just before that. It would have still been kind of a 
uh, I'm missing the timeline. I'm trying to think. Yeah, what year did it come out? When, and at the height of when Allison and I were both dressing as Robin Hood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's but really different weird one. for that reason. But I, we see. were more like old school Robin Prince Hood. Prince of yeah. Thieves. 91. I want to see when it came. Oh, 1991. Like, yeah, oh, okay. we were. So it's a bit before. Oh, no. We, we didn't know each other yet then, but still. But we were both oddly dressing as Robin Hood at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> To get attention, yeah, <laughs> from from men, from men. Who I wish I could men. remember the dream better because this dialogue could have been in it. It was just this sort of thing happening, mm-hmm. and then uh, I was like, "You guys didn't see the movie. You didn't know about Kevin Costner's accent. It was a big deal. I don't know about it. It's outrageous. It's you know he doesn't have a British accent at all, and then maybe three times in the movie, out of nowhere, he just develops one." And it's from mm. like little bursts. He'll just Heaven. be like, I, I truly hope so. And then right back <laughs> to just being Kevin Costner. It's so weird. I'm realizing as we're having this discussion that in my mind, Robin Hood wears the same outfit as Peter Pan. Accurate or not? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Close. Because I was they Peter do? Pan. Okay. I was Peter Pan for Halloween one year as a kid. And everyone guessed, kept thinking I was Robin Hood. And I just said, without knowing that, that you and I both dressed as Robin Hood. And and I actually did. And my name is Wendy. <laughs> oh, my God. Time and space. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't David know what is that the- sound is. That was the sound of a portal. <laughs> oh. Another dimension. Portal It took me a second to... <laughs> It took me a second to realize the significance of you saying, and your name is Wendy, which is silly because our dog's name is Wendy and people always guess is that from Peter Pan. And I say, no, it's but from it my college friend. because <laughs> Peter Pan made up that name. I know. I There were no I Wendy's didn't... prior to that book. So every Wendy is derived from Peter yeah. Pan, whether they like it or fucking not. Do your parents like it or not? Wendy's. I guess they like the name. I don't know no, how but I mean, feel about Peter Pan. Yeah. That's... Or if they've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is... Right. Wait, isn't so, this a little silly that like you could be like, oh, it's blustery out. Yeah, it is a little windy. I've made a name and no one has thought of this. I changed the I to an E. He didn't invent Wendy. Oh, oh you're saying they did that is Peter your Pan. David? <laughs> <laughs> oh, David and David are the same name. Duvid. Yeah. Oh, David. Oh, David. But imagine someone going, oh, I created the my name David. Tiny Thaxton. <laughs> All if words someone, are the same, no matter what letters are in them. I do All words often, are the same. I do get a lot of text messages that will call me Tiny because people's phones <laughs> tend to correct autocorrect right. Tony to Tiny. So kind of works. And you went by Taney, right, for a while when you were in horny trucks? Doesn't Taney <laughs> sound like someone is in horny trucks? Totally. Taney Thaxton. Taney Thaxton. <laughs> model hubba, for December. Hubba, Taney Thaxton. Hubba hubba. Taney Thaxton. Now on I'm a... Googling horny trucks to see if it's a real magazine. Yeah. What if it is? I'm so excited about this. Do you guys remember? Because if it isn't, this is what I'm devoting the rest of my life to. <laughs> you know the, the Disney Robin Hood with the fox? Yes. Yeah. Sort of. Does anyone? Uh, well, there's 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 two women here. Uh, maybe this Thank applied you. to you, but uh, I know multiple women that don't know each other that have said that that fox in the Disney Robin Hood was their first crush, and th- and like I heard this come up on like a podcast or something too. Like this is a thing. I need to see this again because I did not have feelings for a fox, but um, I'm open to it. 
But a lot of people are pretty horny for the fox in Zootopia, too. It's like a whole thing. Really? For some reason, hmm. foxes, cartoon what? foxes. Can get like, it? People are, people are hot for them. <laughs> Maybe it was Jason Bateman's vocal performance in Zootopia, but people are horny for that fox. Have you seen Zootopia, and were you horny for that fox? No, but I... I see what they're getting at. It's Jason Bateman <laughs> being a like handsome fox who's a bit of a bad boy. You know. I'm in I'm into it. Yeah. Check it out, you guys. Watch Zootopia and report back whether you were horny for that fox. <laughs> My brother had a crush on Ariel. Well, yeah, because she's like fucking tits out the entire movie. <laughs> like when you watch Little Mermaid, you're like, what the fuck? Man, this I've is horny trucks. It is like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it is like waspy waist, huge tits, like the whole movie. Like she is in lingerie the entire movie. Yeah. It is not a movie for children. It is. Yeah, it's full on horny trucks the whole time. It is just like <laughs> the men got to draw that movie and they were like, what if? there you are (laughs) full on like nude the whole time and i'm like i'm not trying to be a prude but like it is like also unattainable body image it is so bad yeah almost all of or all of them are yeah Yeah. those that era of disney princesses are fucking like very very buxom and scantily clad and you're just like what was happening over there what were they doing like who was drawing that? And did he have just like a huge boner and everyone would come by <laughs> his cubicle and be like, so Pete, how are the drawings coming for the new characters? And he'd just be like full boner and they'd all just like ignore it because he was like good at his job. Like, I don't know what was happening over there, but it was upsetting. <laughs> but they kept coming over to ask him how it was going. Yeah, I know. Listen, no one... No one more than me believes that something weird was happening there. I'm going to go they, check in on Pete. It, 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 you know how that's going to go. I got yeah, it. I know. Tee-hee. Yeah. And did they, did the person checking in on him have a vaguely Swedish accent? Like, so Pete. Yeah. <laughs> it was Kevin Gossner. <laughs> and he just out there sometimes. a little Swedish accent. Dave, did you ever have it bad for a cartoon character? Oh, I'm sure. I'm trying to think because it wasn't Jessica Rabbit. I remember everyone being really into her and I was like, yeah, I'd have to think more on that. I'm sure there there is one, Uh, but nothing's coming to mind. Tony, what about you? Yeah, nothing comes to mind either. I I was also like, I I hung on to that thing for a while of of it. Probably longer than than most kids did of of when you know sometimes when you're young you're like ooh girls are gross so I think I even applied that to cartoon characters. <laughs> Wait, when did you decide girls weren't gross? I think I was 32. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I liked that John McEnroe. <laughs> That's who I had a crush on. When Is I was that a true? Kid. I had a crush on John McEnroe. Really? Yeah. Which the like ultimate it, it bad says, boy. Yeah, it says a lot about how my romantic life went. <laughs> what did you like about him? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. He's a dick. Yeah. So I guess that there we go. And that, was that, known for that. It wasn't like yeah. uh, he was known for other things and behind the no. scenes was a jerk. Uh-uh. I was like big hard eyes anytime I saw him. Ding ding. <laughs> Look at that wonderful man <laughs> yelling at the the tennis ump. Is that what you call him? A tennis ump? Yeah, I think so. Judge? Yeah. Um, 
So wait, John McEnroe, like his hair was already receding back then, right? Sure. I don't know. I was in for the whole package. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I was his only 10-year-old fan, probably. (laughs) Well, I mean, I have bad taste in guys. Like I had a crush on the Artful Dodger (laughs) from the Oliver movie. But also a poor choice. But I didn't like John McEnroe. No one did. Not even his friends. His parents probably fucking hated him. They'd be like, did we tell John that we're not doing Easter? Just be like, let's tell him we're not doing Easter so that he wouldn't come over. And then he'd show up anyway. And they'd be like, oh, John's here. Then he'd get mad about the egg hunt. And then it would be a whole thing. I got to look him up, like prime John McEnroe, to see who a young Wendy was lusting after. Curly hair, right? Like kind of just yeah. short curly hair. Yeah. I don't remember a receding hairline. But like maybe I'm this? Wrong. Does this do it for you, Wendy? Not anymore, Allison. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Is this yeah. the one we're looking I at? I still okay. like it. Yeah. I still <laughs> like it, I'm realizing. Yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, wait what? a minute. Is this the real him? Wendy, is this yeah. making you hot in the pantaloons? Is that really him? Or is that I don't an actor know. playing? That I think like that's a probably a very young him. I yeah. think that is him. Because Did you that... find an actor playing him? I'm pretty I sure. He looks is. a little like Matthew Reese. This is, this is understandable. I think this is him. Yeah, this guy is. is actually cute. I told you he was cute. I didn't believe you. Yeah, well... The one I'm looking at now is like baby face. I was an with... early adopter. He actually, this is now two weeks in a row that I'm mentioning this person looks slightly like Ryan Cabrera, who I don't have feelings for. And I also, well, this is interesting. He, he's looks different than I expected. Is anyone here watching Below Deck? No. Wendy, did you watch Below Deck? You don't really do reality. I don't. My sister's super into it. Which one? I don't know. All of them? Oh, okay. Now I'm getting um, lost in these photos of John McEnroe that I looked up. <laughs> are you rekindling your feelings yeah, for him? Yeah, yeah. But only young him. Old him is weird and angry. I young him of, was young and angry. I have to give you kudos for having good taste in, Thank you. I mean, in men because I'm shocked at this. Okay, now. we, we But do he have, was a dick, so. Yes. But he looked like a little rock star. Mm-hmm. Um, question wendy back to your hair this is some real gal chat how is it that you're cutting guys, it like how are you doing it your, silence your zooms guys <laughs> how are you doing it because it looks i, I get what you're saying that in, in real life it doesn't look as good as it looks right now but you're like cut, it looks like you have layers and there's some style happening are you watching youtube videos on how to cut hair i watched one where it's just like pull the back up into a ponytail and then pull it up and cut it straight across i did that mm-hmm. and then i just pulled the front parts out and just cut up mimicking the hand movements I've seen here yeah. do uh-huh. where they go like this. Yeah. I've seen them do all that. No one can see this. We're on a podcast. Patreon.com slash Allison yeah, Rosen. You're going to get a lot of <laughs> Patreon because they want to see my hand movements. You kind of move it back and forth beep, 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 like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's working for you. Now, did Thank you buy you, special Allison. scissors? Did not. Nope. You guys, it really? does not look good in real life. I promise. This is a trick. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it looks so good on cam. It's like Your shaggy. Your looks good on cam, too. Well, thank you. Have you been dying have a new... it yourself? I have no. not colored my hair since last year. No, I have a new webcam, and it really gets, it really shows the gray. Hmm. Yeah, so that's not great. Anyway, again, 
for people who are listening, I'm sorry. We took a detour toward uh, visuals. So patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you can go Patreon to see all of that. Speaking of Patreon, uh, I would like to welcome my new patrons, Pearl R, Will W, Kara W, Betsy W, Moses, and Thomas K. Uh, Lynn increased her pledge and signed up for an annual subscription. And Megan W signed up for an annual subscription. What is this annual subscription I'm hearing about? You might be saying, well, you can sign up for an annual subscription and you'll get two months free. So if you sign up for a year... Thank you, Renee. Sign up for a year, 12 months for the price of 10. You can't afford not to unless you don't want to, in which case that is completely your prerogative. Um, I'm just looking at the time. Looking at the time. This is this, this thing I do where if I decide to bring up a new topic now, then it's just going to go long. <sighs> Does anyone have any short topics? I know. I've I don't really, know what that means. I know. <laughs> All right. Here's a short topic. What time do you guys eat dinner? Because in my house, it has gotten out of... I feed the kids between six and seven, and then Daniel and I eat like between 11 and 12, and oh, I hate it. 12. I don't... It's insane. It is what insane. Happens in between? And where does the food come from? And do you make it or do you order it? Or what's happening? Well... We make we've been doing a lot of cooking, so we make mm. it. We most both separately make our things, though. So that adds time. Back when it was back when I was Lean Cuisine's bitch, it was like, oh, this is going to take six minutes or something. Um. So in between, we're giving the kids baths, we're putting them to bed, and then I'm sometimes exercising. However. Actually, I'm always exercising, but it's still, I feel like it's on Daniel that it gets pushed to like 11 because um, I would be ready at like nine. But I actually, I think what needs to happen is we need to eat like a family, all of us at the same time, as opposed to like the kids and then us later. Wendy, what do you guys do? A mix because sometimes we want to eat the kid food, but there's like only so many times you can have spaghetti. <laughs> so sometimes we're like, we're not eating this fucking spaghetti. And then we get something later or we make something later, but we go to bed like by 11. See, that so, needs to happen in my house yeah. too, because we are in this terrible habit now of it's like that there's articles about revenge insomnia where it's like, it's finally some you time. So you just yes. fuck around. Yeah. 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 Daniel has always done that. I used to be more disciplined, but now I'm like obsessed with just like your sisters below deck. So we watch too many episodes of below deck at night and then go to sleep late. And it's just like it. I I don't like it. I need to like get control of this situation. What about dudes? What time do you eat dinner? I'm the opposite these days. Uh, I everything's all out of whack for me right now, and I've been eating dinner some nights really early, like because it's something to do. I, so, <laughs> and well, you already showered. Also, I I tend to eat like a very light lunch generally. Like I'll just have like a smoothie a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So like by the time like four or five o'clock rolls around, I start getting really hungry. So I've been eating pretty early. Like yeah, I think. I think I've literally had dinner before five o'clock a few times lately, <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous. But I'm also rolling right into your senior years. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because there have been some yeah. nights that I've gotten in bed at like nine o'clock lately. <laughs> Ugh, sounds great. It really does. It's just like there's nothing. What, like what? Am, what am I staying up for? There's no. There's I can't do a goddamn thing. 
and I, Nothing my, my brain good. is fried, so like I can't handle anything. Do you yeah. say out loud, I've had enough of this day? <laughs> Things like, I've done that. I've, it feels kind of good, like, ah, that's enough of today. And just <laughs> curl on in. Maybe not nine, but... Yeah, I can't say I've said it out loud. I've definitely thought it, or maybe maybe texted that thought to a friend or something, but not out loud. Yeah, I mean, I'll try that tonight. Feels good. All yeah, right. just, it, right. it gives you some ownership over, like, you didn't beat me. I'm sick of your shit today. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you uh, and Emily eat dinner? Emily Rose. We, I feel like... Maybe it's just a standard American thing. It's like seven is kind of normal. And so everyone in our families still abides by that. And we've become Spain. We really have tapas <laughs> late at night. We're just getting – people will call like, what are you up to? We're like, we're just making dinner. And like, it's nine o'clock. And that's because – I feel like we normally are trying to shoot for like eight. But mm. somewhere between – 8.30 and 9.30 probably is usually it. And it feels nice. I don't. I think initially there was a feeling of like, oh, this really got away from us. But now it just kind of feels like, I don't know why you're supposed to eat so early. It's weird. So we've, we've adopted a later eating schedule and it feels fine. I mean, we're practically eating dinner tomorrow. Dinner is breakfast. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it is out of control. And also I'm hungry earlier and then I just power through and like, I'm no longer really hungry. And I think, why am I even eating this? I'm not that hungry. Yeah. Wendy, you guys get in bed by 11. I'm so, I admire this so much. What time are you getting up crazy early? Most of the time we do. I, a lot of times these days though, I do have to work really, really late. So by saying we get in bed at 11, that's like on the weekends when we don't have, um, sometimes I have to work till like two in the morning. So that's not great. Um, yeah. I've also have become with food during the pandemic. It's like the shower at this point. Like I don't, I don't enjoy it anymore. I don't want to make it. I don't even want to mm-hmm. eat it. I don't care about it. I think I'll go back to liking food when this is over, but right now it's just like another thing in the day that I have to figure out how to do. Like we're just working so much. Yeah. Like we're just working so much like, and I'm not complaining. I'm so lucky to have a job, but like, I am, you know, I'm on the clock all day. And then I usually take time for the kids between like six and nine or nine 30. And then I just go right back to work a lot of the time, um, till like at least midnight, sometimes a lot later, but you know, that's the job and it's fine. And it wouldn't be like that if we were in the real world. So it's okay. But I'm tired. So does Jeff watch them during the day then? Or is he is he writing now too? He is working, but his room is not as active because I'm a showrunner. I literally mm. have, you know, we have to look at every single thing. We look at it like every spoon that gets drawn. You know what I mean? Like we like click approve right. on every asset that goes out. Um, plus every story, plus closing out the scripts. Plus, and none of this is to complain. I mean, we're so privileged to be in this position, but it is like a lot right now where I'm just like, oh man, I'm fucking tired. By like Thursday, I'm just like, oh man, Jesus Christ, I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I start to get like weird right. where I'm just like, I feel fucking weird. And then like, I, you know, it's fine on the weekend though, but like, I'm, I'm looking forward to like regular life resuming where there's more boundaries. So same. Yeah. Cause Daniel and I don't have childcare. Well, my mother-in-law arrived a couple days ago. So right now we do have childcare, but, in oh, wow. gen- but generally we don't have childcare and we're losing our minds both working and I'm not working as many jobs as you are. 
Yeah, it's been, I mean, Jeff's really done all those articles in the newspaper that are like, women are the ones suffering. Yeah. And like, I'm lucky because Jeff has not made a thing out of any of it. I mean, he just does it. It's like, we just do it. Like right now mm. we're just getting through it, but we're also like extremely privileged that we are working. So we're getting paid. So things we can do things like have food delivered and have other little things we can do. Get a right. fucking bubble machine for the kids. If you also lost your jobs and you can't do that shit, like you're then at home with the kids all the time, either working, trying to work, also can't afford to have the, you know what I mean? So it's like been right. able, we've been able to keep like a reasonably good perspective because we know that we're lucky that we can grub hub something if we want to at nighttime. And that's just like a nice thing you could do for yourself. A lot of people aren't in that position right now. And so it's like the fact that the government hasn't provided, you know, salaries I for know. people are out of work. Like the whole thing's a fucking mess. So like, we know we're in, I'm, I'm tired, but I know I'm in a good position. And so it's like, whatever, we all just need to fucking get our vaccines and like get back to life hopefully eventually. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, you guys, if you want to buy that hair thing that I mentioned earlier to make it so your hair doesn't get wet in the shower to hold your hair back when you are uh, washing your, your face. David knows what I'm talking about. Former long hair or any, yeah. uh, this is all me trying to say my Amazon shop. I have an Amazon storefront and I've spent so much time curating different lists. So you can go see the beauty stuff that I recommend. You can shop my podcast gear. There's a Daniel's corner. There's Elliot. Oh, which is like <laughs> stuff <laughs> for kids. Um, food stuff that I recommend home stuff, beauty stuff. I already mentioned beauty, but I mean like decoration-y stuff. Um, I have a lot of fun putting it together. So amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen, amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Um, also on YouTube, my YouTube channel, I've been active there and the Monday episodes are there. So so I just had Bobby Moynihan on. That one went up uh, Monday of this week. And last week was Phil Rosenthal. Uh, check those out. Um, YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. Please subscribe over there. And if you like what you're hearing, please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and leave a nice review. Well, I beg of you because it helps the show so much and it helps people find the show. Also check out Childish, the show that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, you just got and- Fitz dogged. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. And also I'm on Cameo. Dave, uh, where can everyone find you and what should they look out for? Um, I haven't updated my website, but DavidHunsberger.com is usually where I put the things that I have available, comedy albums that are online. Uh, there's a comic book that I drew you can get at my website, Ooh. some old tour posters and things if you want to get that sort of thing. You And then I'm uh, in the current and first season of the movie show on Sci-Fi, which if you have Hulu, you can access at any time. I believe I'm in episode nine. I play the number 13 and I wear a unitard. So if that <laughs> excites you, <laughs> I'm have excited. a gander. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to shoot and do something kind of normal. It was very like um, safe. You know, they did a really great job with distancing and stuff. So it feels weird to be doing something kind of normal. And it also felt kind of nice, a little escape. Otherwise, I haven't been doing my podcast. I've just been holed up like everyone else. And... um just keep keeping um there's a great cowboy saying keep your mind in the middle and i think that's what everyone should be focused on more than anything so hopefully you're doing okay and uh everyone out there reach out if you need some help talk to people yes. and um keep keep your head on straight we'll get through this the vaccines are coming out we'll be back to normal and hang in there we all get to hug each other so hang in there what does keep your mind in the middle mean that's that's like uh i used to ride 
animals, uh, like rough ones, you know, like steers and calves and stuff. And so when you get on something that's trying to get you off its back, someone in the shoot would be like, all right, son, keep your mind in the middle. And you're like, you, you just try to keep your vision like between mm. their shoulders, basically. So it's a literal phrase. Like but a I think balance it's so thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's way more applicable to just like – just just keep your mind straight. Everything else will kind of sort itself out. There are a lot of people I think right now that are staying busy and trying to stay ahead of it and maybe going a little bit crazy doing it. So get keep your mind in the middle and then I think we'll be better off. Similar sort of phrase, the kind of thing. Um, I went through a brief horseback riding phase and I had this book about riding horses and it was talking about imagine, you know, a horse with the saddle on and it's galloping. And if you put a rag on the saddle, it's going to stay on a lot longer than if you put a stick on the saddle. So be the rag, meaning be loose. Mm -hmm. And I always held on to that until like very recently, I was like, wait a minute, that rag's going to fly off the saddle (laughs) really quickly too. Yeah. Neither of them are staying on the saddle. No. In fact, if you're <laughs> riding with people, the, uh, an insult would be like, you look like a sack of potatoes, which just means like oh. you're not in any sort of synchronicity with the horse. You're just on it getting jostled right. around. So you need to be yeah. fluid and kind of live in your relationship with the animal. I also always remember this teacher said, rise and fall with the leg on the wall. So like hmm. we po- that's how you post. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, and another plug. Watch The Great North. no nascar (laughs) next week watch the premiere and watch the first two on hulu it's fun it's a fun show wendy uh tell us what we should look for well and where we can find you didn't mention it because it embarrasses him but we also have a podcast that we do (laughs) i always forget very ashamed of it (laughs) i love it like i want to tell people about it because i don't think he should be ashamed um even though you know i know he's like Kind of like, I'm like a burden. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. These are those tapes and you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Yes, um, you can. The Great North, even though, okay, so there's two episodes on Hulu already that are the pilot and the second episode. And then you can start watching it this Sunday and then uh, there will be some additional episodes on Hulu um, then also, I think, and um, then it'll go right on until the spring and then come back next year for a second season. Um, and then Bob's Burgers, which I also write on, is back the same night on the 21st. It was supposed to be back this Sunday as well. We also got preempted. It will be Valentine's Day episodes, and that will be weird, but that will be fine. And um, I'm at Wendy Molino on Twitter, and I actually have a public Instagram now that's at the Great North Wendy. And that is oh, and I'm the editor in chief of Horny Trucks and <laughs> bi monthly. So that's um, two times a month. And um, comes out twice a month. And then we got online content hitting you every day. Um, More babes, more trucks. (laughs) So if you like jugs, if you like wheels, um, just get at us and send me any comments you have um, to Wendy at (laughs) hornytrucks.com. Wow. That's the dream, Wendy. So you went from just being like an enthusiast to editor in chief. In the course of this podcast. (laughs) That was quick. Yep. I bought it and I installed myself. The old... (laughs) Um, old editor of hornytracks.com, Jim Beeferson. Is- <laughs> Was that an M? Beeferson? Like Beeferson? Beeferson. Beeferson. B E E F. B-E-E-F-H-E-R-S-O-M-E. Jim, I don't know why I'm spelling 
very mad at me right now because I bought his magazine and kicked him out in the hostel takeover over the course of the last 45 minutes. Jim Beaverson is out. Wendy Molino's in. Look for that hot, horny trucks. Um, info. Check out the web. Follow us on Instagram. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Beaversome's going to land on his feet. Tony, what about you? Hang in there, Jim. (laughs) Uh, Nothing new, just the normal uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And also check out Song a Week, which I'm producing for Don't Stop or We'll Die. Uh, And I play drums on the new song every week. Song a Week, every Wednesday. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, You matter. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go.